John, the third chapter. So this is a fairly familiar story. How many are familiar with the story of Nicodemus? Nicodemus, all right. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus, who was part of the sect called the Pharisees. One night he discreetly came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one performs the miracle signs that you do unless God's power is with him. Isn't that exciting? He recognized that God moves in supernatural ways and means. And, of course, the Bible is filled with exploits and stories of supernatural things like you witnessed today. You witnessed something supernatural in this room today, and the other miracles may have been internal, but they're just as real as the one you saw today when this young lady did her, uh, was it backflip that you did? Her backflip that she did. I can't even fathom that. If I, if I did a backflip, you'd be rushing me out of here in, a, in an ambulance unless I got some good faith people to raise me up. Uh, but with a broken kneecap, that's probably not something you could pull off at all. And so, wow, fabulous, fabulous what God has done. So Jesus answered Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can even perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth. Think about that. Think about that. People who've never truly had a born-again experience cannot understand God. They can hear the stories. They can allude to. They can can even, uh, even celebrate, you know, the holidays and things around his life. They might be able to share a favorite story. They may have attended church. They may know some, some uh, Sunday school stories. They may know stories from the pulpit. But they can't intimately know him unless they've had what we would call conversion or what Jesus termed rebirth. We call it born again, blows people's mind. They don't understand. And neither did Nicodemus. Now think about this. Nicodemus was a teacher of the law. Nicodemus was teaching and sharing and revered as a famous teacher of the word. This tells us that you can know the know the the precepts of the word but not know the author of the word. And the author of the word is who's speaking to him right now. Nicodemus, just like any other um, Pharisee, was proud of the fact that he was a Pharisee, excited about his way of living, trying to live holy unto God. But Jesus brought him to a place he'd never experienced. You could live your whole life and be religious and never experience God. 
There are denominational structures that make it easy for you not to have a rebirth because they do everything for you. You don't even have to have a Bible. You don't even have to read a Bible. Just come, and we'll do it for you. You don't have to go to Christ. Come to me and confess to me, the leader, and I'll go to God for you. But that is not the precept that Jesus is teaching here. Jesus is teaching Nicodemus about rebirth. And so in verse 4, Nicodemus says, rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn? So Nicodemus must have been gray-headed. How can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for anyone to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. Now, he had a point. Did he not have a good, valid point? This is, this is a good teacher. This is someone who knows how to throw up a good argument. He's going, what do you mean rebirth? How is a man my age going to go back into the womb and be born again? Come on. Come on, Jesus. And Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water, that means a natural birth. Every child is born surrounded by water. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, unless you've had a natural birth and a spiritual birth, you will never enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth to things that are natural. But the spiritual realm gives birth to supernatural life. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement. You all must be born from above. He's telling him, listen, all of you Pharisees, your problem is, is you've been born of the natural, but you cannot understand truly supernatural things, heavenly things and heavenly wisdom, unless you've had this second birthing, which comes from the spirit of God. If you've not had that one, you're the blind leading the blind. He's making an eternal point with this man. You can know more than you know. Every teacher wants to know more than they know. Every teacher wants to have insight nobody else has had. Because when they get up to teach, they want to be interesting, and they want to capture your attention, and they want you to be drawn in to the message. And Jesus is telling him, Everything you've learned has been under the natural guise of a man with natural understanding. But now I'm giving you an opportunity to see things from heaven's perspective. This gets crazy. Are you ready? Verse 7. You shouldn't be amazed by my statement that you all must be born from above. 
For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from. Do you notice how in the Passion Translation, the interpreters paired the natural wind with the spirit? They're painting a picture. Jesus, the masterful artist, is painting a word picture. For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it is going. And so is the same with those who are born or who are spirit born. And Nicodemus replied, I don't understand. What do you mean? And how does this happen? And Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel? And yet you do not understand this revelation. I speak eternal truths about things above. I know things I've seen and experienced and still you don't accept what I reveal? If you're unable to believe what I have told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? Yet no one has risen into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. I've read this all my life, Hank. I've read this over and over and over and over all my life, but I never picked up on the fact that Jesus was saying, I'm not only alive in the here and now, but I'm alive in the heavenlies. I'm not only with you now, I'm present with the Father. I'm standing before you, Nicodemus, but I'm not just standing here. I'm standing with the Father as well. I think, where did I write that down? This is an on-the-fly message. There are no notes. There is only Jesus. And so I had this thought during worship, and I wrote it down, if I was going to title this, are you disciplined? Are you disciplined? And are you spontaneous? Nicodemus was disciplined to the word. There was no argument about that. Jesus didn't rebuke him for not knowing the word. He rebuked him for not being able to receive something beyond what he knew. Beyond the natural beyond what the natural mind can comprehend. How many, how many can fathom how a sign worker and a sign worker's trainee, does that work out all right? Apprentice, thank you, good word, can walk over there under the anointing and the power of God, just pray, lay hands, pray, and suddenly someone who came in on crutches is doing backflips across the front of the church. I mean, we should be praising God. Yeah, we should, we should be having revival over that. I mean, is it just, I mean, 
if you could go like this and you could feel the, I mean, you could, you could feel the creator. He was molding her knee and he was fixing whatever. It wasn't a, it was self-inflicted. It was, but he cares for us. He loves us that even in a mistake and an accident, he's a healer. We don't have to be plagued with some disease to call on him only in our every day. Lord, I hurt my knee. I believe you can repair it. And we should be jumping. I could feel the ligaments being moved around in her leg. I didn't have to ask her. I confidently told her, you're being healed. I could feel it coming, passing through how God will use us, just mortal man, to anoint and say, I choose to use you and your faith and her faith. And she was there, and it's just the right moment. And I don't want to leave our children out who came over because they carry great faith. They carry great faith. They're on the other side of the building, so they weren't in the room to testify. This is what Jesus is trying to get across to Nicodemus. You and all the Pharisees, you understand the natural. You have disciplined the natural. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus didn't rebuke him. He's saying, yes, yes. Know the word. Know it forwards and backwards. Know the word. Know where it's at. Know how to get to it. Know how to access it. Know how to believe it. Know how to receive it. But the word isn't natural only. It's spirit. It's breathed by God. Yeah, give him a hand. Come on. Yeah. The word is spirit itself. What Nicodemus doesn't understand is the one who breathed it is standing in front of him. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Mm. And Jesus is standing there trying to get him to understand. No, you don't have to re-enter your mother's womb. You just have to step into the understanding that this is greater than just what's printed. That God desires you to live not only in the word, in the natural realm, but like the wind that blows in the natural, that you do not know how, where it came from, where it's going. It blows through your life, messes up your hair, and moves on. And he wants Nicodemus to understand You are great with discipline, but how are you at the spontaneous move of God? How are you with 
here today, gone tomorrow. How are you with, what do you do with the moments when God is blowing your direction? Do you just hold rigidly to the natural? Or do you let go and let the wind take you where God is directing? Because Nicodemus, you guys keep it all inside the church house. You expect the world to come to you. But what if God says, Nicodemus, don't go to the temple today. What if, what if, Nicodemus, in the assembly line next to you, God says, hey, see him? He's ripe. Catch him at break and tell him, I where it talks about the wind blowing. The word blow there can also be translated breathe. When God breathes, it blows. When God breathes, there's a difference between a gentle breeze and sometimes the Holy Spirit moves that way. When you're outside, a gentle breeze sometimes is refreshing. But sometimes wind can blow. Yeah, does he have to make it cold? Yeah. Sometimes the wind, it blows. Just every time I get ready to do a good barbecue, the wind blows. And what I love about what's being said here is that he's telling Nicodemus, God is greater than the God you know. You know him in part, but follow me and I'll lead you to the whole. For you can't just be born into the understanding, you must be born into the supernatural. You must be able to see God more than just the printed material on the page that talks about the miracles of the past. You must know him as the miracle worker of the here and the now. Is this okay? That word blow can be interpreted 
breathe. That word sound can be interpreted voice. The word spirit can be interpreted wind. So if our new birth is so mysterious, how much more will be the ways of living from moment to moment when each moment has the movement of the Holy Spirit? Nicodemus was used to the disciplines and the routines of serving God. But he was a complete stranger with the heart and true will of the Father. He knew the do's and the don'ts of the law, but he didn't understand the spirit of the law. The intent for which it was breathed. He didn't understand that there's a movement in God. We're not supposed to just congregate and talk about the things that we're immovable about, but we're supposed to be light and ready for His Spirit to move us at any given moment. When I asked Pastor Steve, and, and I'm not just hanging around that, there's other miracles in the room, but when I asked all of you to step out of worship and do an act of ministry, that was the leading of the Holy Spirit. And God met you at the point of your faith in him. Now, you could have went over and just quoted to her knee. Bible says you should be healed. Nope, didn't work. The Bible says your knees should be healed. Nope, didn't work. But when you said in the name of Jesus, the spirit of the law, the writer of the law, the power of the law, when you laid your hands on her and acted in faith, you didn't have any power. You just knew God does. And if he's moving now, he's going to do something extraordinary. And in faith, I'm laying my hands, believing when I walk away, this changes. This is what Nicodemus was missing. This is what Nicodemus needed to know. And Jesus is teaching him that the spirit moves as he chooses. And you will hear his voice, but you don't know where he came from or where he goes. He's here suddenly, and then he's gone. And you have to learn how to follow his promptings and his leadings. <laughs> in the Aramaic, which was the language of Jesus that he spoke in the streets, this verse is rich and multi-layered because it says the wind, the breath, and the spirit are moved by mysterious moods and in their own wonderful ways. And when you feel their touch and hear their voices, you know they are real. 
but you don't understand how they flow and move over the earth. The same mysterious way is the way of everyone born by wind, breath, and spirit. In the Aramaic, it alludes to speaking of the spirit, but it is alluding to one and the same God, the triune power of God. That if the Holy Spirit is moving in you, wind, breath, spirit, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are with you. Right now, the Holy Spirit is with you on the earth. But the Father and Jesus right now are seated in the heavenlies. But what does the word say about you? We are seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. I'm not trying to make some big mystery. It's not a big mystery. It's that Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you have Jesus, you have heaven. If you have Jesus, you have heaven on earth. There's still a revealing and an unveiling of the kingdom when we get there. But in the here and now, because you have the Holy Spirit, you have righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit, you're in the kingdom. <laughs> Whoo! He says, no one has risen into the heavenly realm, that's verse 13, except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. He's standing before him, and he says, but I exist in heaven. Verse 13, I, I copied down my notes. Jesus reveals he's on earth and heaven at the same time. And so is everyone who is truly born again. We are already seated with Christ in heavenly places. Only those with Christ can understand the revelation truth of the written materials of God. That's why Hebrews tells us it's alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. Why? Because the word is alive. It's Jesus. It's his breath. It's his intent. It's his heart. And it comes from the Father. And so when you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you're having fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you aren't just limited to the here and now. You're in the then and here. You're in the, you're in the then and tomorrow. You are with God. And God, if you will allow him, he 
he'll blow the wind in the directions that your life needs to go, not in the way you want to go, not if you, if you just go by the understanding, you're going to have a very limited life, but if you let the Holy Spirit and you let go of the things of this life and let him blow you where you need to go, he's going to put you in the place of divine appointments that will change the lives of countless souls simply because you're willing to go when he says go. Wow. Wow. That's our God. Wow. 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 If you've ever read the book of Acts, the disciples turned the known world upside down in their lifetime. Why? Because they understood after the day of Pentecost, they understood what Nicodemus could not grasp. That this word is spirit and life. Many, many major moves of God have happened. I was going to read this, but I'm not going to now. Many moves of God have happened. Ordinary people have done extraordinary things because they live here and they live because the there is in here. The men who didn't, never had more than a fourth grade education, yet they traveled the world and met with kings and potentates and presidents because everyone was curious about the mysterious life that blew them around. When blown by the Holy Ghost, a man can punch you in the belly and cancer leaves. I'm going to get up a prayer line. Anybody ready? <laughs> yeah. At the time. Man, Pastor, I got so I could tag team with you, man. <laughs> no. Uh, you giving me the mic? For a moment. For a moment. Listen. Because he, you, he's got, here's what, this goes hand in hand, what Pastor's saying here. And what the whole Lord is saying, don't sit down, Pastor. Okay, you, you, all right, there's too many people well, that, that, why doesn't God heal me? How come I believe? How come I see? How come I do this? And the Holy Spirit's saying, here's the thing, when you're, when you're going to be moved with God and you're moving with what Pastor's saying in the Holy Spirit, and I've learned this, I know with confidence you're healed. I'm almost moving to the place of saying, I'm sorry, but for whatever reason, God needs you to walk in this affirmity right now and give him glory. Rather than, well, brother, maybe you just need some more faith or there's something wrong in your life. No, God needs you to bring glory to him. I don't know what it is. I don't know, Pastor. It's almost coming to the last day. We have to be that way. I'm sorry. But I know 
It's because it's not me. It's not my faith that comes over. I know there's another healing here that I know has happened today. I know of two, hers, but there's another one that's not been testified, and I can tell you who it is. Jesse, where are you? Your back's healed, isn't it? Stand up. See, I can hear it. I know it's his will. It's walking in that spirit. I know that he's no, in no pain right now. But I can't, I can't, I, I just, it's that spirit like you, you're preaching it. He's preaching it. It's one thing to blow with the spirit of God, but you've got to hear and ultimately understand that it's his will that will be done on earth. Not mine. It is my will that we are all healed. If I had that power, I would heal you all. But it's not my will. I'm not the healer. I'm the one that's being blown with the Spirit and listening. Even Jesus in the garden. God, if this be, if there's any other way, it is not my will to go to the cross. But your will be done, Father. And that's the same way of what pastor's preaching. As we tag this, that's what the Spirit is saying. But I know, uh, don't be heavy-hearted. I guess I have a, 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 the message on my heart is this. Don't be heavy-hearted if today's not your day. It will say, God, I understand it's your will. And if I've got to walk with a limp all the days of my life and let my family and my friends understand that I'll still glorify you, a God in heaven, and they, whatever witness that is, then God, that's what I'll walk right now. Instead of letting the enemy come in, there's something wrong with you, because that's what he does. There's something wrong with you. You don't have enough faith. God plays favorites. All that stuff. You know that's the enemy. You know that voice is real, too, because some of you have heard it. So I want to encourage you to hold faith in God no matter what. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by what we see. Good, good, good. It's not even noon, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, Passion Church, as we lean into prayer, intercession, the beauty of intercession is Sometimes it's for you, but most of the time it's getting out of you for someone else. That motivates the heart of God because even Jesus came as a servant, not to be served, but to serve. And if we'll follow in the path of Jesus, the revival that God has promised us for this region, it's already here. We're stepping into it right now. We're stepping into the leading edges of what God has promised for so many years. Not just us. There's pockets all around this nation that are opening up. There's other uh, people in our region even that's coming to life. And they won't look the same everywhere we go. But we, Passion Church, we're going to follow as the Holy Spirit leads, as he blows in. More of these miraculous things will happen. I don't, that's not something, that's not a promise I can make. I'm just telling you, if we follow him, there's no end to what God will do. 
It's putting him in proper place. And as I made use this as an illustration before, letting go of the natural things so that God can blow us where he wants us to go and not be overwhelmed all the time by our self-will. Can you say amen? Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Father, for Pastor Steve's uh, addition to this word. And God, we ask, Father, right now that under the sound of my voice, every heart in this place will become intimately acquainted with you. Not just know the word, but to have the relationship with you. We don't want just a religious facade, but we want a genuine, saved to the bone, born again, rebirthed by God experience. I want to lose my will. I want to lose my thinking. I want to lose my desire and have it wrapped up in his desire. Lord, I still need work. I still need work, Lord. But I pray, Father, that the word that's been released will change us all. If you want this word to change you to the core of who you are, would you just raise your hand real quick? That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Father, I pray for these whose hands are up. I ask you, Father, right now to grant them the cry of their heart as we grow in you. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Now, if you're in this room and you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, it's never happened. But something inside of you is saying, yes, today's my day. I need to. I need to quit playing and I need to do this. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right up and right back down while everyone else is praying? If that's you, would you just raise your hand and we will make time to pray with you and make sure that you have the encounter you're looking for. Those of you who are streaming with us today, God bless you. Thank you for being a part. You can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now simply by crying unto him, Lord Jesus, I have so blown it. And I just mess it up everywhere. But I know you can help me. And so I surrender me to you to be my Lord. And from this day forward, I will serve you all the days of my life. And I will find a place where I can worship you with like-minded believers. I ask this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you're within the vicinity of Cameron, Missouri, please come and be a part of Passion Church. We're real easy to find. We're right on 36 Highway. You can't miss us. We would love to have you come and be a part. To the rest of you, thank you. God bless you for your attentiveness today. Take this message home with you. Take it with you home and let the Holy Spirit begin to reroute your life away from the natural 
and more into the supernatural.